Hey, wild ones, and happy International Rhino Day. I'm Dotsie. And I'm Mason. And this is Frogs Gone Wild. We are so excited about starting this podcast and want to give you guys a little bit of a sneak peek about what is to come and why today is so special to us. So, Dotsie, do you want to paint the picture of kind of how we came to start this podcast yes i do let me grab my paintbrush (laughs) i'm kidding okay but mason and i are students at tcu we are both from atlanta georgia and this summer we had the opportunity to travel to south africa on a school program through tcu and we had the most incredible experience there and if I'm being honest with you, we came up with this idea on a boat. We were going on a water <laughs> safari. Pouring down rain. Dumping rain. We had ponchos on, and we were, like, just talking about how it was, like, middle of the trip. Like, yeah. halfway through, probably. And we were just talking about, like, oh, my gosh, like, we need to do something about how endangered so many amazing wildlife species are. And just, like, co- rhino conservation, all African animal conservation even conservation for animals in the United States and other countries too. But so we were like, let's make a podcast. We are both loud, awesome personalities. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's how we're here. And we really hope that you guys enjoy listening to what we have to say and share because it is extremely important to us. We both plan to move to Africa after school and do some conservation work for a little bit. So We will keep you guys updated on that, but we just wanted to give a little bit of a background as to why we are starting this podcast. Mm -hmm. And really, we were just talking about how passionate both of us were about, um, you know, visiting Africa and the wildlife there and the magic that it presents and how so many of our friends and family and communities back here in the United States just aren't exposed to and unaware, um, just don't know the magnitude of the conservation needs over in Africa. Um, And we were blessed to have seen it firsthand and just felt like going on the trip wasn't enough. We needed to come back and implement parts of what we learned and educate those that we know. So to try to do our part in helping the conservation effort. So here we are. Here we are. And it's also such a treat because... Mason and I love to nerd out about Africa and all the animals. And today, like I said during the intro, it is International Rhino Day. So, Mason, do you want to give a little bit of a spiel about that? So, International Rhino Day, obviously such a fun day to celebrate. We love our rhinos. Um, And it's really important because the main thing is just spreading awareness of the rhino crisis. Um, The rhino crisis started around 2007, 2008-ish, when rhino poaching went from, you know, only 15 or 20 a year to, I mean, hundreds a year, uh, even thousands. And the population has just taken a massive hit. You know, they are endangered now. Some of the species are already extinct. and it's just, it's heartbreaking, honestly, um, seeing such a magical creature that is, you know, giant, but so teddy bear-like in the same way. So gentle. I mean, they are just 
beautiful and they're prehistoric, which is they are just, dinosaurs. They are dinosaurs. It's they're just such an incredible species. Um, and the fact that you know when me and Dotsy, when or if we go back to Africa, they might not be there. Um, and that's just, I mean, that just blows my mind that an entire species can be extinct, except especially one of that magnitude. You know, they're so big. You would think. There's no way, and it's because of humans. It's be, and it's because of humans, which is just horrible. Um, and so you know, International Rhino Day is just a, a great time for raising awareness because, you know, obviously it's not fully about the money, but it, I mean it is. Like we need to, you know, conservation is expensive. I was talking to our professor today, and he was saying the exact same thing. It's not all about the money, but in a sense, you know, we need funding for the conservation efforts and so spreading the awareness because so people don't even know about the problem so why would they donate something they don't know about um so we're just really hoping that you know spreading the word getting people to know about the problem and then hopefully telling some of the stories of some of the special rhinos that have touched me and Dotsie's hearts you know hopefully can touch other people's hearts and they'll they'll feel inspired to donate or spread the word yeah I really think that like even yes, the other day I was looking through Netflix or like Amazon Prime Video trying to find a movie because I was really needing some rhino love. Yeah, it's it's needed. It's like actually a thing, y'all. Like I'm obsessed. But I was like looking through and there's really nothing about rhinos on any, like any films or anything. Like there are a few, but it's just the the magnitude of this crisis like deserves so much more attention than it's being given. And it's just so heartbreaking to me that, like, we are the humans are the reason that this is happening. But at the same time, like, the good people, like, should be spreading awareness. And, like, I feel like in our day and age, watching videos and stuff is a huge, like, way to learn and, like, educate yourself. Those documentaries. Yeah. Yeah. Like, David Attenborough, love that man. He, (laughs) like love watching his yeah narrations because it's truly seeing wild animals there's nothing like it there's no feeling in the world that could ever equate to that and like it's the magic of our world it really is and it's it's unbelievable and I'm I'm so so thankful that I've had the opportunity to experience it um and I really hope that y'all listening to this will get to experience it a little bit too because Mm -hmm. I know it's a hard place to get to but I think it's honestly necessary for a lot of people to go and really like see firsthand how magical these animals are yeah I mean tourism is such a huge part of funding conservation efforts because I know so many lodges and um safari programs donate um a certain amount of their profits to conservation um and I don't think we mentioned this earlier but the reason that the rhinos are being poached are for their horns um they're originally seen as medicinal um they had medicinal properties to them and kind of now is like a a, kind of a thing of status almost like and it's just heartbreaking because their horn is the same thing as our fingernails and toenails like that's it's crazy that and there's so much more to that animal than just their horn yeah so with this um episode we will post a post on instagram and we'll attach pictures from a dehorning that we did Mm -hmm. while we were in africa to a male rhino white rhino named colin 
And although it's kind of it just seems kind of unethical to take away its like defense mechanism, it's a, the way better end of the stick, um, considering that they get poached and killed for their horns. Yeah. So as um, the group that we were with, the vets we were with, we decided to dehorn Colin. And I'm not kidding. When the shavings of the horn are literally like identical to fingernail clippings, smells exactly like what a uh, nail salon smells yeah. like when you file your nails. Yeah. Like it's you see like the, we, we got to hold the horn and like seeing the compacted hair on it. It's just like mm-hmm. the fact that this is what people are killing this incredible animal for. It's like disgusting to me because it is worth so much more than that. Yeah, I mean it's. It's emotional, it's powerful, it's, it makes you angry. I mean, it, it really brings out all the emotions. I mean, but then you see, you know, we saw Colin get up and walk away and go about his life. And I mean, that's obviously happy in a sense, despite the fact that we had to take some of his horn away from him. Um, but I mean, all of the rhinos on that conservation had their rhinos, their, were all dehorned, so... It's not really like they can hurt each other in that way, and one's left more defenseless than other. But it's just so sad that we've we've reached that point. That that's one of the ways we have to go about conservation is taking away their horns, which is such a part of who they are. It really is. But I also want to note that it it's not painful to them. They can't feel it. Just like I said, it's like cutting your hair or cutting your fingernails. Right. The way in which it's done properly. Yes. And um, the these horns grow back. So if these poachers were to l- just listen and be like, "Okay, I could do this in a way that these conservationists are doing. Cut it off, let it grow back. The yeah. animal is happy and healthy." Like, yeah. The fact that they are being murdered and a lot of them are the females that are poached are pregnant at the time and like the fact that that one rhino that was poached for something so minuscule compared to its massive presence and it had another living being inside of it that will never get to see step foot on earth or breathe oxygen and it's an endangered species it just like blows my mind and makes me want to do yeah anything I can and there's also I mean there's a reason that we have rhinos a part of the ecosystem today you know they they play a part in the ecosystem and with them you know leaving it's it's causing other problems within the environment I mean they are huge like they feed on you know the grass and the bushes and everything and I don't it's just it just makes me really sad that you know they are so vital and just dwindling and it's it's just really heartbreaking so we kind of just really our goal now is to just educate people as much as we can on the crisis because if we don't start educating people now like it's going to be too late you know and then and then what are we left with you know well there's only sad fact of the day if you haven't had enough sad sad news from (laughs) what we've been telling you hopefully not too sad um well you know this there are only two northern white rhinos left in the world and they're both females, so they're unable to um, reproduce. Yeah. And, like, and it's just, we still have the black rhino, the white rhino. There's five species yeah. of, of rhino still still around and right now. And white rhino are the most Right dense, rhino are, right? Uh, yeah? Yeah. 
I think so. I think so. <laughs> we know a lot. We just <laughs> some of our facts are not always super accurate, but I mean it. It's just there's some species like I said earlier that are already gone. A lot of the Asian rhinos are gone. Um, there's, I mean, the numbers that they used to be at versus what they're at now. It's just crazy. Um, I mean, COVID did help repopulate, um, start to grow the population back. But, I mean, we've seen only the past few months that they're, the poachers are jumping right back on it. Yeah. And it's so, it makes my skin crawl. And, like, it just is so crazy because it's one of the most organized crimes yeah. ever. Like, we think that technology, like, we are one step ahead. Like, no, they are three steps ahead of us. Yeah. And it's just so crazy to me that, like, they do all of this for something that you could literally, like, take off your own body. Yeah. I mean, and a big part of it comes from education with um, some of the Asian countries that are, the you know, the ones demanding um, in demand of it. And then, you know, the suppliers... It's such a complicated issue because you have these, like, head honchos that are really running the entire operation and they prey upon, you know, poor African locals that, you know, might not know better or honestly might not have any other means to um, support their family or themselves and all that. And it's, it's really just all over heartbreaking because, you know, some of the locals might not be educated fully or have ever seen a rhino for themselves. And, you know, they'll, they'll help poachers out because, I mean, it's just, this whole thing just goes back to, you know, educating and bringing together our wildlife, our planet's wildlife with its people. I mean, whether it's here in the United States, whether it's people in Africa, like it just, the whole problem roots from not being connected Mm -hmm. to our environment anymore. Which is crazy because, you know... That's so true. We used to only be connected to our environment. And obviously now with, like, all of our advancements and stuff, that while they're great, they've brought us so far from our natural world. Today in class, I was in my food communication class. (laughs) And we were talking about the Malthusian crisis and how population of humans is, like, shooting through the roof. And we don't have the, like availability to create or like produce food for as big of populations as we have and it's just like so crazy that like we have just fully taken over the world and like left no room or love for like anything yeah we're destroying the environment and Mm -hmm. like just the landscapes themselves and let alone the animals that live there it's just really scary and that's our goal is just to like teach y'all teach ourselves yeah it's a, it's a learning process for us as well I yeah mean, we're still getting used to the, having the mics on us like. I know it's weird but uh it's it's super exciting because you know this is something that we're clearly both passionate about and could talk about for hours on hours but this is also for us to keep exploring and learning more and you know we're hoping to get some really cool people on here to interview we um are lucky to have some cool connections with some people we met this summer and uh, um, outside of that, you know, so they're going to teach us, I mean, so much and we can do our own little research and it's going to be a really fun adventure. I'm, I'm really excited about this. I'm Nazi. so excited. Like <laughs> it makes me so happy. I've, 
I was telling my parents on the phone today, I was like, I just wish that I was back in Africa because there's no other time that I am so sad to go to sleep and so excited to wake up in the morning. Because it is something, just being in the presence of those animals, talking about the animals, looking at pictures of them, like anything that has to do with Africa, like makes me so genuinely happy. I mean, and... I can see the smile on Dossie's <laughs> face right now as she's talking about it. It's it's true. I mean, there's so many, you know, re- so much research, philosophy, like all of that connecting humans and nature and how vital it is and how much you can find yourself and feel connected to yourself and truly be at your happiest when in nature. And like I said earlier, that's just lost right now. It is. We all need to unplug and like, well, luck- we do have... The good part of social media, considering we're doing this. And right. Like giving y'all that Spreading the word. But, like, unplugging from your phone, getting outside is so, so important. Even if it's, like, for five minutes. Just put your feet on earth and just let that sink in because we need to do better for our planet. We really do. As we conclude today's episode of Frogs Gone Wild, let's remember that the fate of wildlife and the fate of humanity are intertwined. Caring for these animals with whom we share our planet is not just an option, but it, it, it's, it is a necessity for the well-being of our world and ourselves. By understanding the importance of biodiversity, the value of ecosystem services, and the urgency of conservation, we can take the meaningful steps to protect and preserve the incredible diversity of life on Earth. We can make a difference, whether it's supporting conservation organizations, advocating for wildlife-friendly policies, or simply spreading awareness. Thank you so much for joining us on Frogs Gone Wild today. Together, let's embrace our role as guardians of this planet and embark on a journey to safeguard the magnificent creatures that make our world a truly extraordinary place. Remember, wildlife matters because it is an integral part of who we are. Stay tuned for our next episode as we explore the wonders of animal conservation. Bye! Thanks for listening!